Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. There's a high fly ball from KMOX Sports. That's it deep to left field, and it's a gutter. Big fly, Nolan Arenado. There's a moment for you. Welcome to the Meyer Jensen Sports on a Sunday morning. In the driving jam time. The Billikens win this one. Meyer Jensen, a personal entry law firm, because sometimes the gloves have to come off. MeyerJensen.com. Comeback pattern caught. Touchdown, Kansas City. Now, sports on a Sunday morning on America's Sports Voice, KMOX. I'm Tom Ackerman. Welcome to the Stiefel Sports Studio. Wasn't that a tasty meal of sports yesterday? All day, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. That was just amazing yesterday. What a day of sports. My gosh, apologies to my family for the amount of time I spent watching on TV and listening on the radio, but... I did get in some errands. I mean, I did do some stuff around the house. I was uh, totally non-productive. I had a pretty good day overall, but what a sports day. My gosh. I mean, it starts off. I start every Saturday if I can, if I'm not working or traveling. Most Saturdays, and I'd say I've had a good run so far, I think seven weeks in a row now, I believe, uh, I've been able to you know sit down and watch a little college game day and get it going. And they had Peyton Manning on campus, University of Tennessee. That place is on fire. And I thought, that is going to be what I watched today. That is the game. And I know my alma mater, Indiana, is playing. God love them. But I am watching Tennessee, Alabama, if it's the last thing I do. As a matter of fact, if I hadn't had some events this weekend, and I was hoping it was going to be games three and four in the NLDS but I do have some events that I'm handling this weekend. Uh, if not, I mean, I'm always up for a road trip. And I actually, <laughs> it's ridiculous that I even thought of going to Knoxville. It's a seven-hour drive. But, I, and I'm not a fan of either team. I just thought, wow, you know, what that is going to be an off-the-charts atmosphere and game. And it was. And, but that wasn't the only thing. Tennessee beating Alabama 52-49, which we'll get into on sports on a Sunday morning. But the baseball was great. You know, the Phillies took care of the Braves and the Guardians got by the Yankees. And you had everything that happened late last night with the Dodgers and the Padres. And San Diego finally slays the Dragon. And in between there, you had an 18-inning baseball game between the Guardi- between the Mariners uh, and the team that won it and is probably the best team still standing, the Astros. I mean, what an absolutely incredible day of baseball, and that's coming from somebody that follows the Cardinals as closely as you. And I still am thrilled to be uh, watching baseball right now. I think it's been very entertaining. Now, is it fair that these teams have emerged? I don't know. You, that's for us to discuss here, I guess. 
But it is entertaining. I mean, there have been some entertaining games, no doubt. And then the biggest game of all, I think, locally, no doubt about it, what we were all anticipating all day long is the fact that finally the St. Louis Blues get to play a regular season hockey game. They were the last team waiting. And it has seemed like a long wait, hasn't it, since they got beaten by the Avalanche, since Jordan Bennington got run by Nazem Kadri. And now they're back and Bennington's healthy, and that was entertaining last night. I was not at the game. I did entertain that, but I did watch from home, and it was a lot of fun. Uh, the Blues won the game 5-2. to two. We're going to hear from Craig Berube and players here in just a few minutes after our first break. But that was an absolute blast to see the mix of Vladimir Tarasenko scoring twice and the youth, Jake Neighbors, with a gorgeous goal. And Ivan Barbashev proving that, hey, I am a goal scorer. I mean, I'll bring the thunder. I can hit as well as anyone on this team, but I can score too. And then Bennington, very good, and I think the defense held its own and really locked things down in the third period and beat Columbus 5-2. to two. There's a long way to go, but that's a nice start for the Blues. And, yes, Illinois won. Uh, Illinois won again. They beat Minnesota 26-14. They're 6-1, and one. and they're ranked. They're bowl eligible. Good for them. Good for you, Illini fans. Good for Brett Bielema. He is going to build that thing. They're going to be good for a long time. They will build it from the inside out. That The line play has to be great in the Big Ten. Uh, Michigan shoved around Penn State. That's who you want to be. Michigan is the Big Ten team in my mind. I think Ohio State is every bit as good and could very well beat them at the shoe. But until then, Michigan can flat out play. I mean, they will push you around. They go down to the running game at the end, and they finish. That's what Illinois should strive to be, a Big Ten, big physical running style team that shoves you at the end of the game. And if they can do that, they'll be very successful. This has been a lot of fun. Great day of sports. Let's start things off with this. This is the Astros Radio Network with the call. Three and two to Pena. Here's the pitch. And he drives this one to left center field. Back on it, Rodriguez. Onto the warning track. See it rise. See it rise. The Astros lead one nothing on the jack from Pena. That's what they've been waiting for. Pena lands an uppercut. The Astros lead 1-0. Just like that. Man, did he drive that to left center. 105 miles an hour off the bat of Pena on a 3-2 fastball. Went 415 feet. And stuns the crowd here at T-Mobile Park. No question. And that place was rocking, too, up in Seattle. But the Astros pull it out in 18 innings on that home run from Pena. And they win the ALDS and advance to the ALCS once again. That home run gave them a one nothing lead in the 18th inning. They're going back to the ALCS for the sixth straight year. Jeremy Pena. 18th inning home run, beating the Mariners 1-0 and sweeping the three-game series. After a 21-year wait to get to the postseason, it's over just like that for Seattle. San Diego is in the NLCS for the first time in 24 years. We'll get to that in just a moment. But Houston is awaiting the winner of the Yankees and Cleveland. The Cleveland Guardians won yesterday 6-5 to on a walk-off hit 
and they continue to find ways to win themselves. They have been very impressive. There is no doubt that this Cleveland team, which has the 28th ranked payroll in Major League Baseball, is a team to absolutely pay attention to. They are young. They are exciting. I don't think there's any doubt that they have the ability to beat the New York Yankees, although they'll be up against it here tonight against this Garrett Cole-led New York Yankees team. This is why the Yankees pay Garrett Cole the big bucks, to keep their season alive in games like this. But that hit by Oscar Gonzalez in the ninth inning, a two-run single, his second walk-off of the postseason, helped the Guardians to a 6-5 win. Now in the NLCS, the Padres did win late last night. They came back and beat the Dodgers as the Padres are going to the NLCS. The Dodgers are finished. After an incredible regular season, they have been knocked out by their rival to the south. And yes, Dodgers fans, it is a rivalry. As much as you want to say it isn't, it is now. They win the game by a final of 5-3. to three. They close it out with Josh Hader getting all of their stars, Mookie Betts and Trey Turner and Freddie Freeman, 1-2-3, and getting into the NLCS. They'll play the Philadelphia Phillies, who are in the NLCS for the first time since 2010. They have won two world championships in 1980 and 2008, and the Phillies are in, and Bryce Harper has helped them do that. He hit a home run to seal the deal. Before that, an inside-the-park home run by J.T. Real Muto. They had some big bombs early and late, and they win the game by a final of 8-3 to over the defending champion, Atlanta Braves. So there will be a new world champion. As a matter of fact, if Cleveland wins tonight, the total number of World Series titles among those four championship series teams is five. The Phillies, I just told you, have won two. The Guardians have also won two, but they haven't won since 1948. The Astros have won one. That's it. It And a disputed one at that in 2017. And the Padres have never won. They've never won the World Series. So a total of five. Now, before Major League Baseball sells you this Cinderella story, keep in mind also that the Phillies have the fourth highest payroll in all of baseball. And the Padres have the fifth highest. So I know that they finished low and they kind of snuck their way in as wild cards. But make no mistake about it. They spent a lot of money to get to where they are. A lot. The Phillies... Went over the top to get Bryce Harper. The Padres went over the top to get Manny Machado, not to mention trading for Juan Soto. And they, of course, have other talent as well. They're doing it without Fernando Tatis Jr., but they do have a lot of talent and a very high payroll. Number five in all of baseball, Phillies are four. Astros, for that matter, are nine. The Guardians, as I mentioned, are 28. Yankees are three. Mets and Dodgers, one and two, got knocked out. Very disappointing for them. The ALCS and the NLCS lines up quite well, I think, for an entertainment aspect. But for Major League Baseball, not featuring the best teams in your final four, if the Yankees don't get in, is somewhat problematic because people will start to say, I'm not saying that I will, but I'm telling you, you'll start to hear this now, is that this is a one-month tournament and it doesn't feature the best teams and therefore baseball won't be as popular anymore. (laughs) Look, you got to get in and figure out a way to get through it. 
And we'll talk to John Mosaloc about it at 1130. His team did not get through it, and we'll ask him his thoughts on this postseason setup and what this means moving forward. It's 10-16. It's, total inf- it's uh, sports on a Sunday morning. Total information AM is tomorrow. We just finished uh, Scott Jago's total information AM. We're coming to you from downtown St. Louis, and when we come back, we'll focus on the St. Louis Blues. Then we'll have Travis Ford, head coach of the Billikens, joining us live at 1030. We'll get into college football at 1045, including the Illini win. At 11.15, we'll preview the NFL. We have the Chiefs and the Bills today. Huge game in Kansas City. At 11.30, John Mosaylock. And at 11.45, we pay tribute to Bruce Souter in the best way we know how, reliving Game 7 of the 1982 World Series. Back in a moment on KMOX. It's a high fly ball. Welcome back to the Meyer Jensen Sports on a Sunday morning. And it's a gutter. Big fly, Nolan Arenado. Meyer Jensen, a personal injury law firm, because sometimes the gloves have to come off. MeyerJensen.com. And the Billikens win this one. Touchdown, Kansas City. On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Tom Ackerman back with you. Sports on a Sunday morning on KMOX. Ivan Barbashev and Jake Neighbors scored 20 seconds apart in the third period. Jordan Bennington, 23 saves. Blues 5-2 win over the Columbus Blue Jackets in their home opener. Was an exciting one. 18,000-plus in the house to see Vladimir Tarasenko score twice. The Blues were the last of the NHL's 32 teams to open the season, and they find a way, pull away in the third period and win it. Five to two, big third period for them. Let's check in with head coach Craig Berube from the St. Louis Blues. Well, we were better in the third period. We just played a lot better, in my opinion. I mean, stronger on pucks and controlled the play a little bit more in the offensive zone and and competed harder on things and played the game the right way. What did you think of the shin line over the night and in particular neighbors? Well, they were fine. Um, obviously got us a couple big goals in the third period. But, um, you know, they're just a hard-working line that forechecks hard and goes north. But uh, they didn't have a whole lot going early on. But, um, you know, their, their their work ethic and hard work paid off in the third. What's that? Neighbors. Neighbors was fine. Um, and, like, are you asking me? What do you think about his overall play? Yeah, it was pretty good. You know, he got a nice goal there, but... I thought that, um, you know, he was he was on top of things, you know, doing his job, working, you know, being heavy on pucks, things like that. So he played it. He's played his normal game for me. Is there just a unique situation that, that line can bring? Because you talk about them being hardworking, but they can also change a game too on the offensive side as well. Yeah, they have the ability to score for sure. Um, but you know, they're they're like I said before, they're. Uh, they're a good identity line for us with work, physicality, you know, doing all that kind of stuff. And uh, they can change a game if you need it, you know, change the momentum of a game. Defensively, did you like what you see, see saw in terms of keeping them out of the Yeah, game? we did a good job. I thought that um, there was times, though, like I said, that we, we gave up. We let their speed get to us a little bit at times. Um, we could do a better job up ice to um, – slow it down we didn't do a good enough job doing that and then there was a couple plays around our net um in this it was in the second period i thought we were a little bit soft around our net would you like to see that Franco slap chat a lot this season yeah i mean 
he, um, you know, there was a couple of good blocks by them for sure. I thought uh, they did a good job there. They blocked a lot of shots tonight. But um, yeah, as much as he can tee it up and shoot it, he should be. Yeah, for sure. Is Barbie capable of being a 20 goal score again? Barbie should. Certainly. I mean, I don't see why not. I don't, you know, I think his game has improved every year. I mean, you know, I think I look at him. He um, he 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 was a scorer and and junior um, scored in the AHL. Um, came up here and you know was more of a, probably a checker and fourth line role guy. But now his his role's changed. We use him in a def- number of different roles, like center. He can play all positions. He can move up move up and down the lineup and give you. Um, Different looks, you know, but he's capable of scoring 20 goals for sure. Yeah, he had a. I thought that fourth line had a great third period for us. Like they were physical and controlling the play in the offensive zone, gave us momentum. Yeah. Yeah, he's physical. He gets. He's so fast. He's right there on time all the time. So you know, the guy's got the puck. He takes him off the puck with his body. So he was good. It just seemed like maybe they weren't getting pucks in deep early in the game. Was, was Were they effective just because they were able to get pucks in behind their D? And well, yeah, I think our whole team in general, I think we a little bit too too cute at times with the puck instead of just putting it deep and go to work. We want to make plays. There's guys that have that capability of making plays, and we want to make plays, but you got to be accountable. Everybody's got to be accountable uh, to making the right play, making the right decision. I thought, you know, we just... We in the second period we were turning too many pucks over. Then you can kind of pick up where he left off. Of yeah, he was solid all game. He played the puck extremely well tonight, which is huge. How important is that going to be? I mean, just his ability. Yeah. To be able well, it's big. I mean, it bra- he breaks pucks out. You know, hits the middle of the ice. You know, he does a lot of things with it. He was great. Big save at the end, of the third period on the breakaway too. So it's a big save. Yeah. Thanks. Thank you. There he is, Craig Berube, on the post game from St. Louis Blues Productions. He's not handing out bouquets. You know, he he tells it like it is. Jake Neighbors, they wanted to start that. Jake Neighbors, you could hear uh, from the questioning about his game. And he said, yeah, you know, he played the way I thought he was going to play at a nice goal, but, you know, played a solid game. He's not, you know, it's one game for Jake Neighbors in this season, but promising. No doubt about it. I think it's exciting to have him added into the mix. Uh, Some very good outputs from this team so far. Good start for the St. Louis Blues. What about the start for the St. Louis Billikens? What will that look like? They are planning on scoring and scoring a lot. We'll get confirmation on that from the head coach live with us. Travis Ford joins us next on KMOX. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. There's a high fly ball. Welcome back to the Meyer Jensen Sports on a Sunday morning. And it's a gunner. Big fly, Nolan Arenado. Meyer Jensen, a personal injury law firm. Because sometimes the gloves have to come off. MeyerJensen.com. And the Billikens win this one. Touchdown, Kansas City. On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. He's at the center circle. They don't jump out on him. Now he approaches on the left wing. There's a screen. Yuri stepped into a three. Bang! Yuri Collins dominating the game. Yeah, he can do that too. Yuri Collins and the St. Louis Billikens are off and running in 2022-23. Tom Ackerman joining you from the Stiefel Sports Studio in downtown St. Louis. And joined now live by the head coach at St. Louis University, Travis Ford. Boy, is it great to talk to you. That means college basketball is here. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing great. It is here. Great to be on with you, Tom. Appreciate it. It's great to be with you. When you hear that highlight from Rammer, what do you think of? Oh, it gets exciting. Gives kind of gives you chill bumps. It's uh, the season's right around the corner, and uh, you know it's uh, you know when the weather starts to get kind of chilly outside and the leaves start to change, it's getting closer. That's right. Uh, and you have Yuri Collins. That's a good thing. It's nice to have him, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> <laughs> That's for sure. That's for sure. No, Yuri is, uh, he's been a great leader for us so far in preseason practice. And, um, you know, and that's, that's as valuable as anything. We know he's a great passer, great ball handler, great player, uh, but he's really being a really good leader right now. And that's what our team needs probably more than anything. Collins named first team all conference after a great season last year. You heard the three there proving that he can score 11.1 per game, 65 steals, led the team. He led the NCAA in total assists, 267 and assists per game, 7.9. Just to put in perspective, the steals, the sixth most in a single season, by a SLU player in school history, and on top of that, he's the school's all-time leader in assists. So he does it on both ends of the floor, Travis. No question. He, he's definitely our leader on both ends. He starts our defense. Uh, he's great on the ball. Uh, he was a first-team all-defensive player last year, preseason first-team this year. Uh, and then, you know, he runs our offense. 
uh, everything goes through Yuri. Uh, all the players on our team know Yuri is our leader, uh, and uh, and that you know that's a good thing. <laughs> you know, we all have an incredible amount of confidence and trust in him. Um, you know, he's he's a veteran player. He's older, um, and he's learned. Uh, we we talked to our team just yesterday a little bit about. You know, we're we're an older team uh, in general. But it only benefits if we use our experiences. You know, it means nothing if we just sit around and say, you know, we're veterans. But what what does that mean? How is that? How can that help us? It helps you because you've learned from great experiences to try to be your best right now. And I think Yuri's trying to do that. And one of those other veterans is Gibson Jimerson. And it always tells you something when you move up the charts in the A-10 preseason list. Last season, Jimerson was a third-team A-10 choice. He is already a preseason second-teamer. If he didn't have everyone's attention already in the league, he does now. 16.3 points per game. He can fire it from the outside, 42%. You foul him, he'll make it at the stripe, 83%. What a player, what a scorer he is. Yeah, you know, you make a good point. You know, this time last year, neither Yuri nor Gibson were on any preseason uh, all-conference teams. And... Now you've got Yuri on the first team. You've got Gibson uh, and Javante on the second team. But, you know, Gibson is a guy that, uh, you know, he, he had a really, really kind of a breakout kind of year last year. If there was any silver lining or you try to look for any positives out of a, a terrible negative and Javante, getting per- Javante Perkins getting hurt, it allowed Gibson, you know, uh, probably to flourish and get a little bit more responsibility that he really took upon him his shoulders, and I think it made him a better player. And what I've been impressed with about Gibson is he hasn't rested on those laurels at all. He hasn't gotten satisfied. I think he really worked on his game in the summertime. He's we we saw that preseason this summer. This summer we've seen it right now where he's added to his game off the dribble. Uh, shot faking, scoring in a variety of ways. Uh, I think he's really gotten better over the summer, and uh, I think that says a lot when you when you have a really good year to be humble enough to really get in the gym and improve yourself. I want to touch on Javante Perkins because you just did in that answer, but uh, Javante Perkins, I mean, just saying that name, here's a guy who's 10th in school history in, in points per game. I mean, he averages for his career just a touch under 16 a game. So we know what he can do. Uh, he is also, as you mentioned, a second teamer in the preseason. What are our realistic expectations for Javante when you come off an injury of that severity? Yeah, you know, we're very positive. Uh, you know, it will, time will tell. I mean, he's back uh, healthy. Now, he's been out for about a week with an ankle injury, but uh, nothing serious, just a, a, a fairly minor uh, sprain, but uh, hopefully getting back this coming week. But, uh, you know, anytime you come off an injury like that, it takes time. It's a process. The first process is just getting healthy. You know, just get the knee, the leg back to 100% strength-wise, health-wise. Then you got to regain your confidence uh, and, and things like that. And we, we've seen definitely seen signs of, you know, the old Javantes, we say, and a guy that can dominate a game scoring. Um, we've seen signs of it, but we're still in that process. Is he going to be the Javante he was in, 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 you know, two years ago in his last game, the very first game we played this year? Probably not, uh, but I still think he'll be highly effective and he'll work his way back to being better than ever. That's the plan. Uh, and, uh, you know, right now we're, we're, we're on track. 
Francis Okoro is a third teamer in the A-10, but he is on the all-defensive team. So is Yuri, uh, named to the five-man all-defensive team, and that's important for you also. We all know what Francis does for you in the post, gives you an option down there and can rebound, but uh, have a rim protector. What a huge thing in that league. We know there are a lot of good inside players in this Atlantic 10. There is. Uh, it's it, there's a, and Which is a little uncommon a little bit to have many, so many good centers in our league. One of the best players in the league is a center at Dayton. Jerron Holmes is a, a dominant type player. But you look back at Francis's stats and what he did in the month of February and March last year, uh, it was incredible. Uh, he was averaging a double-double every night. Uh, in the last six games of our season last year, he was pretty much double teamed every time he touched the ball. And that's coming from a guy the season before at Oregon, he averaged like three points a game. Mm. So, you know, we love that we see our, all of our guys improving. And you see that improvement, you know, obviously being put on all-conference type teams when they hadn't been before, and they keep getting hopefully getting better. You just got to continue to stay humble, though, and want more. Don't be satisfied. And I, I think Francis has that mindset. He is, uh, you know, he he's in here every day getting his extra work in. But, you know, we're, we're expecting big things out of him. What are you expecting out of Javon Pickett? And for that matter, Fred Thatch coming back again. Here are a couple of guys who you know are going to give you everything they have. Yeah, first Fred's just going to be a utility, play every position almost except maybe the center spot. Literally, he will play every spot. He's our backup point guard right now. And, gosh, we've been really uh, – it was kind of by experiment. And he has really uh, done a great job and been very impressive at the point guard spot. But that's just a backup role for him. Uh, He'll play the majority of his minutes on the wings and at the four spot. Uh, A guy that we need on the court a lot. Uh, He may be a starter, may not be a starter, but he's still a guy that's going to play majority of the game just because he does so many things for you. Um, A great defender. He's really making good decisions offensively and scoring the ball. And then Javon Pickett has just, you know, been everything we would hope and more uh, so far in the fact, first, just his leadership. And it's not easy to come to a team for one year and, and be a, a leader. But all of our guys look at him as a leader right now, all of our players, because of his experience, his work ethic. He's the loudest player on our team. Uh, he talks more than anybody on the court than anybody on our team which is much needed because we're a relatively quiet team uh, on the court, which is uh, a little strange at times, but he, we need that. We need that noise from him. And then what we've seen in Europe and in practice is we've seen a very productive player. He, he probably led us in rebounding in our Europe trip. Uh, He finds ways to score. Uh, we had an inter-squad scrimmage yesterday, and he, I don't know how many points he scored yesterday, but he just finds ways to score and affect the game in a positive manner. Um, and a, another guy's going to play big minutes and, and, and have a chance to start for us. Yeah, and he won't be afraid of anything. I mean, not that any of your players are, but this is a yeah. guy who's played against the best of the best. And, yep. Yeah. Right? I mean, in big environments. And, 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 and played against highest-level competition and been one of the best players on the court. Yeah. So. You're, uh, it's a great point that, you know, he's he's tested. He's, nothing's going to scare him. And as he has said, he just wants to win. 
Yeah, he just he he just wants to go win, and that's that's what he's all about. When you watch him play, you can tell that's what he's all about. I have so much I want to go through with you, but you know we can save it for another week where we talk about some of your younger players that we're excited about here. But uh, you play right away. You're going to play a week from tomorrow against Umsel. It's an exhibition game at Chaffetz Arena. Starts at seven o'clock. Uh, then KMOX gets back on the radio broadcast with your first game, Murray State. Uh, right away, you get Murray State on November 7th. You have Evansville at home on November 12th. You have Memphis on November 15th. What a start to the season, not to mention you're playing Maryland uh, in the Hall of Fame tip-off tournament. What a, what a November. Yeah, I'm worried about today. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're, you're making me... Uh... Making me nauseous a little bit. Um, but, you know, we actually showed our team, uh, printed it out. Um, it was it, it was all over social media, oh, middle of the week last week, that if you took all the A-10, all the Big East, and all the Power 5 schools, uh, all of them, we have the fifth toughest schedule. That's by the numbers, by the net numbers and by different numbers. We have the fifth toughest non-conference schedule out of all those teams. That's close to a hundred and something teams of the, of the biggest, toughest leagues in America. So I showed that to our team to make them understand we can take no days off. Uh, we, we can't be looking ahead. We got to figure out how to be our best today so we can tackle the challenge of our schedule. Um, and, you know, when you, when you're dealing with a little bit older team, uh, a concern is they take things for granted a little bit because they've done it so much practice wise this time of year. And I showed them that to say we can't take anything for granted. This is the toughest schedule any one of you have ever played. Javon, it doesn't matter who it is. This is the toughest schedule. And in order for us to compete with this schedule, uh, we're gonna have, we can't think we can turn it off and on. And uh, with an older team, sometimes you have a, you, you're concerned about that a little bit. But we do start, we do, you know, first chance for the, uh, for the Billiken Nation to see uh, our team is, is next Monday, not not tomorrow, but next Monday night against Umsol. Coach Sumbold's a great friend, a great great coach. He's going to have his team ready to go, and uh, we got to get out there and kind of see what we look like. And, uh, the fans get a chance to see this team for the first time. Yeah, it'll be exciting, no doubt. Uh, picked second in the A10 in the preseason. Travis Ford, head coach of the Billikens. Last thing, because I did mention this before you came on, I said I was going to ask you. For an update on this, because I tell people when they ask about the slew team, I'm like, you keep an eye on them now. They're going to turn up the tempo a little bit. They want to score. That doesn't mean that you are abandoning defense, but you do want to score more, correct? Oh, I, I think we should. I mean, I, I'm hoping, uh, you know, if teams don't try to slow it down on us a little bit, and, you know, I think that's something teams might try to do to us because it's a lot easier to slow a game down than it is to speed it up. Uh, but but that you know we led the league in scoring the A10 in scoring last year uh, and hopefully getting Javante Perkins back adding Javon Pickett's sincere Parker the number one leading scorer in all of junior college last year and he he's doing the same thing here every day he can really score it Jake Forster who is a backup center who is fighting for maybe a starting he is really competing with Francis Okoro every day um, and, and and has really been a pleasant more than a pleasant surprise for us in practice and doing a great job. But with all that said, no, Tom, you know, I was really promoting our offense this summer because, you know, it it looked really good this summer. But now that we've dove into our true defensive concepts and really concentrate on defense, all we've really concentrated on defense last two weeks has been just dedicated to defense. And I've had people come in and watch practice and 
people I respect and things, and they say, you might be one of the better defensive teams we've seen. We have a chance to be really, really good defensively, uh, especially certain lineups. So hopefully having a chance to be pretty good on offense and pretty good on defense gives us a chance to be a really, really good team. That's exciting. Yeah. I mean, good defense creates easy offense, no doubt about it. So we'll, we'll see where that goes and really looking forward to this coach. I, I, I can't wait to catch up. Travis Ford, the head coach of the Billikens with us. Thank you for spending some time with us on KMOX. Always my pleasure. Appreciate being on. Thank you. Great talking hoops with you. Got the juices flowing now. Now I'm, now I'm really fired up. We got the head coach of the Billikens, Travis Ford, talking some hoops. So that's, Right in my wheelhouse. Stiefel Sports Studio, sports on a Sunday morning. When we come back, another thing that gets me going, college football. That was fun yesterday. Quick recap, run through the scoreboard next. There's a high fly ball. Welcome back to the Meyer Jensen Sports on a Sunday morning. And it's a gutter. Big fly, Nolan Arenado. Meyer Jensen, a personal injury law firm, because sometimes the gloves have to come off. MeyerJensen.com. And the Billikens win this one. Touchdown, Kansas City on America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Sports on a Sunday morning on KMOX. I'm Tom Ackerman. Great to be along with you on this very radio station. What a day yesterday in college football. Certainly one of the most exciting games that I have seen. I have seen a lot of SEC football through the years, but that one in Knoxville was every bit of entertainment that I expected and beyond. Here's the call on the Tennessee Radio Network. Alabama, Paxton Brooks to hold. Waiting for the snap. There it is, the kick on the way, and that kick is knuckling toward the upright, and it's good. Just gets over the upright. Chase McGrath wins the game for Tennessee, and here they come. Everybody cheering in the celebration. The student section mobbing the field. They're mobbing Chase McGrath. They're mobbing Hendon Hooker. What jubilation in Big Orange country as the Tennessee Volunteers end a 15-game losing streak to the Alabama Crimson Tide. What a win for Tennessee, 52-49 on a last-second field goal, and Tennessee gets it done. They are now in the driver's seat when it comes to controlling their own destiny. they got to go down to Georgia, though, and play Georgia. First things first, though, a celebration, and they celebrated all night and into the morning in Knoxville. Chase McGrath, a 40-yard field goal as time expired. Tennessee wins, number six, beats number Number three, Alabama, 100,000-plus fans helping storm the field to celebrate the Volunteers ending that losing streak, 15 games. The goalpost went down as well, and part of one got thrown in the river right outside the stadium. Hendon Hooker, remember that name because for right now, He's probably one or two in the Heisman favorites, along with C.J. Stroud of Ohio State, who has yet to play one of these marquee opponents, but he will. Uh, Hooker was great. He drove in 18 seconds, 45 yards to set up the winner. He connected with Jalen Hyatt six times for 207 yards and a Tennessee record, five touchdowns. Now, on the other side, Bryce Young was very good. He has the makings of being a really great comeback quarterback in the NFL. Uh, He's already pulled off a John Elway-type drive last year in the Iron Bowl, and now he nearly knocks off Tennessee on the road, but a sprained right shoulder comes back from it, throws 35 completions for 455 yards and two touchdowns. But in the end, not able to do it as Alabama misses a 50-yarder, Tennessee makes a 40-yarder, and the Tennessee Volunteers 
win 52-49 over Alabama. Elsewhere in college football yesterday, and it was a lot of fun all across football, we saw Utah late last night beat another unbeaten, number 7 USC, 43-42. Cameron Rising threw for 415 yards, ran for three touchdowns, scampered up the middle for a go-ahead two-point conversion with 48 seconds left. Utah wins 43-42 at home over number 7 Southern California. Also, Michigan dominates Penn State by a final of 41-17, setting the tone. Michigan stepped forward emphatically in the Big Ten. They have a game looming at the end of the year at Ohio State, but they need to take care of business before they get there. Number 13, TCU, made an improbable rally and suddenly becomes the Big 12 favorite after beating number 8 Oklahoma State. What a win for TCU, 43-40 in double overtime. Kansas and Oklahoma. Oklahoma has been very strange this year. They got blanked by Texas just a week ago. This time they turn it around and beat Kansas 52-42 in Norman, handing the number 19 Jayhawks a loss. Number nine, Ole Miss. Keep an eye on them. They are still unbeaten. They beat Auburn 48-34. Elsewhere, you had Texas beating Iowa State 24-21. Texas is ranked 23rd in the country. The 18th-ranked Syracuse Orange continue to impress. They beat number 15 NC State 24-9. Number one Georgia hammers Vanderbilt 55-0. It was Clemson also unbeaten. They're number four in the country. They go down to Tallahassee, never easy. They beat Florida State 34-28. Kentucky knocked off Mississippi State 27-17. That's your top 25 scoreboard, except for one more. And that's where we're going to spend the rest of our time. Number 24, Illinois, beats Minnesota 26-14. Now, let me tell you, the Illini took that first loss of the season to Indiana, It was a game that could have gone either way, went down to the wire. Connor Bazelak was able to rally that Indiana team. But this Illinois team, don't let that one fool you. They are the real deal. They have one of the best running backs in the country in Chase Brown. How about these numbers? 41 carries for 180 yards, and he caught a 40-yard touchdown pass. Illinois has won five straight games. They beat Minnesota 26-14. They are 6-1 overall. They are 3-1 and one in the Big Ten. They are 24th in the country. They're bowl eligible for the first time since 2019, and they beat a good Gophers team. This is not a, a bad team that they beat. The Gophers had 180 total yards. So let me review this. Chase Brown himself had 180 on the ground. Minnesota, as a team, total yards, not rushing, total had 180 yards. That is the fewest against Illinois by an FBS opponent since at least 2,000. I don't know why that would be at least 2,000. It must mean they're still going back into the records and counting. They stopped at 2,000. Anyway, the Minnesota quarterback did leave the game. He took a hit to the head. That's Tanner Morgan, granted. But Illinois is not to be messed with right now. This is a really good football team. Now, I don't know that I'm putting them too high on a pedestal, but I like what I see. I mean, if you look at what Brett Bielema has done here, let's review. They beat Wyoming and beat them up 38-6, easy win. I mentioned they went to Indiana. They had some calls go against them. 
Uh, Connor Bazelak took Indiana down the field at the end and won 23 to 20. It was a heartbreaker of a loss, but they came right back next week and to their credit, got ready for Virginia and hammered them 24 to three took care of business after the bye week as they should have against Chattanooga 31 to nothing. But this is the signature game for them so far. They go up to Madison and I mean, crush Wisconsin 34 to 10 so much that Paul Christ, Mr. Badger, Mr. Wisconsin, Mr. Madison. I mean, he's been everything to that program, and that town was fired after the game. The former Wisconsin coach, Brett Bielema, came up there in Illinois, got a coach fired, beating Wisconsin on the road 34-10. to Then they come home after that physical game, and they play an Iowa team that can't really score, but are physical, and they beat them 9-6. to and then this one against Minnesota, 26-14. So what's left for them if that doesn't impress you? And maybe it doesn't. That's okay. They play at Nebraska. They play Michigan State at home. They play Purdue at home. Then this is the big one, November 19th. If they're able to win most or all of those, they go to Michigan on November 19th, and they wrap the season at Northwestern. I mean, it's doable. Except for the Michigan game, it is doable for Illinois to win a lot of games here in Brett Bielema's second season. So it's early, but Illinois has the makings of a team that I think could stick around for a long time. If you're an Illinois fan, you want to model after these big, bruising, physical Big Ten teams. Stiefel Sports Studio, downtown St. Louis. Sports on a Sunday morning on KMOX. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.